1: Wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome
2: to 129. Shout out, Joe. <laughs> Uh, this is the podcast here production of the Gladden Network for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me as always is Corey Giggle Fairy Scott. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that. Our guest this week is the owner of the strength Fleet, operator of the gentleman's weight loss project, Joe Niasum. Or as I like sure. to call him, my Egyptian sunrise. How are you, Joe?
1: I I thought I was the angel, but Sunrise sounds way more Egyptian. Like, like that's I, that's why I
2: wanted to go with something like real stereotypical Egyptian
1: God uh, of Sunrise.
2: I thought about my Egyptian goddess. I uh, didn't want you getting a big head about it though. So okay, I like Sunrise, I mean, can, I mean,
1: Sunrise God.
2: I, I look forward to you every morning, and I can't Adonis. wait for you to go away every day.
1: <laughs> I'm cool with that i'm cool with that but i mean keep the compliments coming because i don't mind it
2: no guys. they're gonna they're gonna stop right stop there because now you're gonna have to tell people what you do because Sexy. you know i've hinted at your existence have i you? t- talked about my existence on this planet and my mission to become less gross
1: mm. So um, should, I t- should i talk about my story a little bit or how much how much you want me to add?
2: I want you yeah. to talk about your business, what your mission is, everything you okay. want to do to get your name out there to our listeners.
1: Oh, okay. Well, my name is Jonism. obviously. I'm um, a men's transformational expert. So my mission is uh, I've, I've had an interesting battle with weight my entire life, and uh, I didn't realize how much it permeated to other parts of my life. And it affected my business life. It affected my relationships. It affected um, how I saw myself in the mirror. It affected what clothes I bought. It affected what thing who, people I would talk to. And uh, a lot of times as guys, we don't necessarily realize it because we don't necessarily have a platform to talk about it. So that's why I started the Gentleman's Weight Loss Project. I wanted it to be a platform for men to transform into what they really want to be. I think we all have this idea of the things that we want in our head, but we rarely go after it because we're scared, plain and simple. Um, and having a group of people around to help push you over that bridge of fear into the things that you really want to transform, I think is the greatest gift that I can give anybody because it's the greatest gift that I ever received. And it felt like when I started to transform, I got a second chance at life. And... I thought it was selfish for me to keep that to myself. I wanted to share it with the world as much as possible. So that's what I do. And my goal is to make, to create modern gentlemen, guys who are confident, guys who go after the things that they want, but are also vulnerable, that are intelligent, and really kind of are well-rounded in every facet of their life. And that's why I hang out with you, Mac. I'm going to turn you into a gentleman.
2: That's awesome.
1: One of these
0: days. Matt is rounded. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Not how
2: much, wrong. On, a, on an average day, how much creed do you listen to? Because <laughs> this whole time you're explaining it, all I can hear in my head is creed with arms wide open.
1: Um, I'm listening more to more nickelback than I do creed.
0: <laughs> you know what? Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna say of, of the two evils, I'll lean nickelback.
1: Oh, see, I don't understand why Ed Nickelback gets such a bad rep. I think Creed is so much worse, so much worse. It is
0: definitely worse.
1: Uh, with arms wide open, <sighs> and... <laughs> I,
2: I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to form an answer because I don't. I don't really musically care for either of them. I think, ironically, yeah. listening to them is pretty funny. Um, yeah. But we were we were talking before we started recording about uh, my friend uh, James that I met in uh, Indiana for that beer fest. And he drove, so we, we drove to the festival the first time, brought our beer back, and then took a, a lift back because so we could drink without having to worry about it. Yeah. So we get into his car, and he turns on fucking, like, Alter Bridge, and then goes, it's a 15-minute drive, and spends the 15 minutes telling me about why Alter Bridge should have been bigger than they were, and why he doesn't understand why Alter Bridge is still huge. And, like, this is a dude who's played in metal bands his whole life. And now he's just like, yeah, I don't fucking care, a good song's a good song. Like, man, it was a little weird. Uh, tells me he listens to the Godsmack self-titled like once a week, which I think is strange, but whatever. I listen, like I think it's funny and ironic to listen to that stuff. Same with Nickelback and uh and Creed. Um
0: are you being ironic and funny in front of other people or are you doing it on your own? Because if you're doing it on your own, it means that you like it.
2: No, I generally don't listen to it on my own. Uh maybe as a joke with other people. I do so I did the, the uh the Kung Fury David Hasselhoff song, True Survivor. I listened to that. Ironically, and then was like, "This is actually a really catchy song." And now I would listen to it by myself, mowing the lawn, singing at the top of my lungs.
0: <laughs> Do you find that you excuses
2: to go to hang out with other people and like, "Hey, I'm gonna unleash? This- <laughs> just, you guys want to get, get
1: together? on these guys?
2: <laughs> uh, no, not yet, because I because it sounds like you're Sean Wayans
0: me. It sounds like you're you're the Sean Wayans character from the movie that we're gonna discuss in this situation.
1: It's
2: just 100%.
1: one hundred percent.
2: So I need to I need to bring up a Wayans chart because I can't keep track of who is who. How
1: do you not know
0: who Sean and Marlon Wayans are? They're... I know
2: who they are, but I don't know the the difference. Which one is which?
0: <laughs> I don't know the difference. That Marlon is the and... most classically unintended racist comment that you can have ever made. Uh, All those I... Wayans guys look alike.
2: Um, let's see. That What's is. That? Oh, okay. Sean's the so Marlon's the okay.
1: Marlon's the youngest. He also just released a, a special on Netflix. That was not. It really? was not Not bad. was great, but it wasn't bad.
2: Huh. You probably like Amy Schumer though. Schumer? Yeah.
1: No, I'm not. A, I I liked her when she first came out, and then I read her book, and it turned everything off for me.
2: But you you had an you had a boner though, right? You said everything was turned off, and I have a hard time believing that you weren't rock hard reading Amy Schumer's book.
0: He had a he had he, he read it with one hand. <laughs>
2: it's
1: just, uh, fair, um, it's fair. I mean, I didn't have to hold. I didn't have to hold up the book. Let's put it that way.
2: Oh, <laughs> it's impressive, actually. I wish I had. It, that.
1: Um, but yeah, she's she was. I thought she was really funny, and then she got very whiny, privileged for me.
2: Didn't she get like uncommonly crude too? Like, did she start out just like kind of crude, and then she got like Bob Saget?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was way too much. It was like
2: I don't want to say that
0: she got that from Anthony Jeselnik because, like, oh yeah, the guy showed her how to make comedy funny. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that, but it certainly seems like about the time that I recognized that they were in a relationship together, her shit got really out of hand. Um, Wait, she
1: dated Anthony Jeselnik?
0: Oh yeah, they were together for a little while.
1: Uh, i had no idea but but I, I knew
0: about her before i knew about him
1: doesn't like his dark as fuck
0: but yeah funny. and i love it i i love his humor and i like a lot of amy schumer's stuff but i do see like it's not so much that she she changed her humor it's that she is critical of the things that she makes jokes about at other times and then yeah. she gets criticized for doing stuff. And then she has to kind of like go back and say, Oh, although that's not really like, this isn't meant to be sexist, even though it's totally fucking sexist. Uh, Or this isn't meant to be fat shaming. Although she fat shames herself all the time. It's just, it's a little aggravating, but I don't, I don't hate on her for it. It's too self-deprecating for me.
1: Like where I honestly, like I feel negative watching it. Like there's that line between being like, I have a sense of humor about myself versus like to the point where it's like, Okay, this is overly self-deprecating. I can't take this. It's too much. That's my thing with her. Like, it became too much. And not for nothing, she doesn't really have... It doesn't seem like... like if you've ever read like, some comedian's books, like, like Kevin Hart or, uh, or even like Trevor Noah's book, like, these people I, had some rough upbringings. I
0: don't, I don't want to read Kevin Hart's book because I never want to get yelled at by a novel. I, it just—that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> some funny shit right there. That's awesome. I—I
0: I don't imagine they can make the font big enough for the all caps that that's screaming at me. I
1: just—oh god, that's really funny.
2: <laughs> See, I think Kevin Hart's really funny, but I also think he's—he's he's like, mm, man, there's no good way to say this. <laughs> He's—but try, please. He's white, he's white black. Like, he has, like, a very... What?
0: <laughs> I don't know that that's where I knew you were going, but please continue.
2: Well, his, his, his like, outlook and the way he approaches all his jokes are, like, from a very proper place. And I think that's why he's very popular with the Caucasian crowd. Should I just put some crickets in there when I go to edit this thing? What? <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't necessarily know. Like, understand what you mean. Like,
0: what do you mean?
2: I don't even know what I mean anymore. I don't. I don't. So- I don't
0: understand the the proper. But I. I do. I, certainly, his stuff may be not necessarily it's it's sanitized, fun. but it's 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 aimed at being acceptable by by people of of all races. It's not necessarily like just from a, a black point of view. It, it's very. Oh.
1: He's not a black he comedian. Humor.
0: He's a comedian. He's a comedian, right?
1: Yeah,
0: and he, right. he's very into his brand, and he he knows yeah. how to get his brand to be valued, and that's fine. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like his stand up comedy again because it's just really loud and a little obnoxious for me. But I've liked him in a lot of things, uh. So it's it's again, it's nothing against the guy. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
2: But he deserves not, all the
1: success he has. He's not Dave Chappelle. I'll put it that way. Like Chappelle, I think, is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think he's smart and he's like just a naturally funny dude. I think Kevin's like a caricature of himself. Like right. he's, just, he's always in a character.
0: He's but always like and percent yeah. And, and, and yeah. I can totally get why people would find that to be funny. It's yeah. just that's not where, I I like more absurd humor. Uh, yeah. So just because his stuff is so offensive, it's not even necessarily offensive part that I think is funny Although I yeah. do love that balls out just like ripping anybody to shreds. Yeah, but it, it just it sometimes the stuff comes out of nowhere that I just laugh because I can't believe that he put those words together in that way and made yeah. this thing Made the statement and it's so brilliant at the same time as being so subversive to what he's talking uh-huh. about and I th- I think that there's a lot of room for different people in comedy and, yeah. and Amy Schumer is someone who I have definitely found funny at times. I've enjoyed her show at times. It's just maybe I hit the wall
1: with it. Do you think Louis CK is going to be able to come back? Love, I, I think Louis CK is very funny dude.
2: No, and, but I, 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 go ahead. Aziz Ansari got accused of similar.
0: No, Aziz Ansari got accused of being in a shitty date.
2: You know, he was. I, I, I thought the story was that he whipped a dick out.
0: No, he well, uh. he was with somebody who was there voluntarily, and he kind of kept assuming that the date was going to go in a sexual way, and she wasn't into it. But oh. when she had from the article, as I read it, when she had points where she could have said, Hey, I'm not into it, and could have left, she didn't, hmm. she stuck it out, and he's just like if you're sticking around i assume that this is still leading to the place where it started yeah right but there's no other evidence of him ever having a relationship with somebody where he as far as i know where he's yeah. been abusive it's if anything it seems like it's on point with aziz Sari as we've always known him is he doesn't seem like he's like a, a totally chill casual guy he's also really loud he also yells a lot uh i've also yeah. found him obnoxious at times but i've also really enjoyed him at times but it seems like yeah this is what his character was like on parks and rec yeah and it didn't seem 100%. like he wasn't playing himself on parks and rec
1: i thought he was being himself on parks and rec right and i i honestly did not love that character on parks and rec i thought he had moments but overall like he was not even close to my favorite character I mean,
0: no parks wow. and Rec had a lot of heart and all the characters yeah. you loved over time except for the guy who left after for the first season but it was still like he was the obnoxious friend in that group. Yeah, he really he had some I, moments. I
1: mean, but he had—he definitely had some funny moments with mm-hmm. him and John Raphael. That shit was hilarious.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> John Raphael was fucking great. Jenny Slate was amazing as, oh, as Raphael's God. sister.
1: Fucking every time she's like, "Money, please, <laughs> my money!"
2: <laughs> so good. You sound too good when you do that.
1: I know I work on it that's why But
0: Louis Louis CK I I love Louis humor and and it it bums me out it absolutely bums me out that this is the person that he is and and worse that we all kind of got played because he told everybody the kind of person he was but did it in the context of jokes and then was like but yeah on the side this is really who I am and it it sucks I I made a statement that I think I might have had them edit out of uh, an alters episode where it was basically like sometimes funny people are, are actually awful people. That's mm-hmm, the nicest yeah. way I can put it. That's not what I said on the on the show. But yeah, it it terrible people can be talented. And I think that in Louis's case, he has some legitimate problems. And I would like to see him resolve those problems and I'd like to see him come out the other side of it and be a better person, but it requires him being a better person. And I don't think it's a, oh, it's been six months I've been out of the, the public eye, and now I get to come back. Like what's going on with all these people? It's like you need to go do some some learning. If if to put it into a church way, you gotta you gotta go to Jesus. Yeah. And and I I think oh, that that's, life. yeah, I'm not I'm not above forgiving somebody but i'm also not the person who was hurt by him i'm i'm not the person who was who was abused by him
2: so well you and i have had that conversation a number of times um
0: yes matt because you hurt me fuck you (laughs) fucking
2: pussy no it's just like it's it's hard for me to relate to something involving a a famous person objectifying women because no one's ever objectified me right so it's like I, i don't know where they're coming from when they say it and and yes i've feel for them and I side with them and not the celebrity but it's like it's hard for me to understand what it's like to be so like Annie Annie Chang uh, was a previous guest she's um, an actress out in LA and I believe one day she was walking down the street and someone leaned out their car and yelled something super duper racist at her and she was like, "I'm just so sick of having to do this all the time. And I'm like, I, I, and like I don't I don't know what that's like, so it's really hard for me to understand what you're going through, but I totally feel bad.
0: right. And I imagine that she's also had the same thing except sexist at her and maybe yes. a mix of the two at her. and and when you when you open yourself up to the the re- recognition that so many women, so many women go through that constantly. And it it's it it takes you out of who you are and your own life a little bit. And you just you have to develop some empathy for other people. And you have to kind of say, yeah, I would never consciously do that. But are there little things that I do unconsciously that I don't realize how much it's it's a part of a bigger problem? There are there things that I say and I think are funny and taken as a joke when somebody doesn't realize or care that I'm joking because it's still causing them pain because it's compounded with all the other things that they're going through and, and how they're treated on a day-to-day basis, you know, and they're not taken seriously uh, when they've taken abuse or they're, they're not believed. It's, it's really tough because I feel like an enlightened person a lot of the time. And then I realize shit, I'm not. And, and when shit started up with Bill Cosby, my first instinct is like, but that's Bill Cosby. You know, how, how could Cosby be this terrible person? I've, I've watched and listened to him my entire fucking life. I've listened to his albums. I've had some of his stuff memorized. I love Bill. You know, he's, he's like grandfatherly to me. And it's like, yeah, but guess what? He fooled a lot of fucking people. And then he hurt a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I I always think like when I, when I hear somebody that I look up to getting accused of something, I can't just be like, Oh, it's bullshit because they want to, they want to hurt him to, to get at his money or get his fame or whatever, because it just can't be that all the time. I don't necessarily, I think we talked about this when Beach was on the first time. I don't necessarily go with the movement of believe the person who's accusing them, but I do believe in taking them seriously, taking the charges seriously. And and if they're a good person, then they need to say, yeah, this isn't true, but please investigate it because it has to be taken seriously. We have to look at this realistically and and I have to accept the consequences of it if it turns out that it is true, because it's yeah. just too much of the time it's true and nothing gets done. You know, we're, a, we're in a world the where we're yeah.
1: That's a, I think it's I think it's just unacceptable to. You know, I worked in finance for well, how long? Did I work in finance from 2003 to 2010, seven years. And every time something fucked up would happen, you just go, "That's banking. If you don't like right. it, get out." Right And it was like no, we we need to make some changes here. This shit is unacceptable, like hey, these are people, you know we're dealing with people, we're not dealing with a number, and I think that excuse of this is Hollywood was just it was too much for too long, and then somebody just had to drop the hammer, but like Matt, you said, like you can't relate to that shit. I mean you can I think we all can relate to pain in some shape or form, you know what I mean like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe
1: not specifically that, but like, no, I'm a proud Egyptian, you know, but I also was, you know, had an Egyptian flag hanging in my car after nine 11 and got a rock foot through it. That shit was fucking hurtful. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I live in New, you know, I live in right. I live two miles outside of New York city and I've been in this area for a very long time. And I was in high school at that point. I had nothing to do with anything. The church that I went to was an Egyptian church they literally we showed up one sunday and the entire all the glass was shattered like somebody came through with like a fucking sledgehammer and shattered all the glass it was crazy like and i wasn't the only egyptian person that experienced that it was like anybody who looked middle eastern you know like my mom was like you got to put the stuff away and i was like no i'm not like you know i'm an american Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate in some respects too, but that was hurtful. Like because you felt like you were being people didn't even want to even hear your side of the story.
0: Right. Cause hate doesn't take time to find out the right. detail. And right. anger doesn't take time to to go in and say, oh, well, you're not you're not that person, you're this other right. person. It's just right. like I'm just angry or I'm just I'm just mean and right. I'm just hateful and I'm just pointing at whoever I feel like pointing at. And putting whatever I want to on them, yeah. and 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 you have to deal with my shit at this point. It, it's it's yeah. it's no fault of your own. This is my shit, but I'm gonna spread it out all over the fucking place.
1: Yeah, and it's it's like I, I get when when somebody feels victimized. Like I can uh, I can appreciate that because can you imagine like opening up and telling somebody about that shit and then nothing happens? You know how bitter you are. You know how like. You know, unsafe. You feel like there's no way you could do anything. It's it's fucked up. It's a fucked up thing. How did we yeah. get down this hole? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, is
0: it even but, this, or we to talk about food? No. So. That's true.
2: it's true. We're trying to change it up a little bit. We can only talk about chicken breast, broccoli, and white rice for so long, Joe. Yeah, that's
0: true. yeah. I made pulled pork before the show started. I haven't eaten any of it, so I kind of resent you guys right now. And that's not a race thing. That is a hunger thing. <laughs>
2: I had a uh, stuffed chicken breast. Did
1: cause... you? The, did you make it? The one that I said. It, it's a
2: variation. I've done it before, but it was awesome. uh, Greek, Greek yogurt, spinach, and uh, red onions. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I had to stop at the store because I knew I didn't have any food. <laughs> 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 I needed. I needed chicken breast. So I was. I was out of meat. I like. I told you, I'd eaten everything before I left, and yeah.
0: Matt, uh, what do you? What are
2: you bringing us for drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it easy. Um, I did look at my untapped. I sampled 35 beers yesterday and Friday, but I knew that I figured Joe would be like, "What the fuck?" Well, it's like a lot of times it's like a sip or an ounce. So calm your tits. Um, I, this is just for you, Corey. It's called Double Dry Hop Sparkle Motion. I love double dry humping.
0: Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, it's over here. I get that right. Mm-hmm.
2: It's from Narrow Gauge in St. Louis. Uh, my buddy James stopped there on his way from Kansas. and
1: uh is that a Sparkling Rosé?
2: No, it is American. It's a double dry hopped American pale ale. It's really fucking good. Um, yeah, but I just, what, I just...
1: What is your top three favorite beers?
2: <laughs> Style or, or beers? So you're the second person to ask me today what my favorite beer of all times is, and that is a very difficult question.
1: I know. It's like picking um, your favorite
2: track. I've had... Some things I've had recently that I thought were really fucking good. There's this brewery called Aslan in Washington D.C. Someone got me a James actually. It was a a, a cotton candy double IPA that was really good. It did not taste like straight sugar. Um, he got me. Well,
1: what did it taste like? Uh, did, did,
2: I mean, it, I, did it,
1: it, it, it kind of taste like cotton candy or like? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was like sweet. I imagine it was like if you took a ball of cotton candy and just like poured water into it and watered it down to a drink so yeah so it wasn't like overpoweringly sugar or uh sugary or anything um james also got me a because i'm a basic white bitch it was a pumpkin spice latte milkshake ipa
1: this this podcast is over
2: (laughs) (laughs) um that one was really good um but i've also had i have like a rye barrel aged sour in my basement called pentagram from surly out in minneapolis that's really fucking good Mm -hmm. um and then also, like I was telling you yesterday, the cinnamon toast crunch beer that I had—it's called yeah. Chemtrail Mix. Uh, that one was, oh uh, fucking amazing.
1: Like, what's your favorite beer to like keep around the house? Like, if you're gonna have a beer with dinner, what do you? What's your table one?
2: <sighs> so if I'm having one, so if I'm eating and I'm having one beer, I'm having a fancy beer, and 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 I try and have something different every time. If I am drinking all day and I don't want to die, Coors oh, Light. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, it's fucking oh, water. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um I used to like like uh um Highlight was my beer and then they changed the recipe a little bit and it doesn't taste quite the same. Um but every yeah. year um uh, my grandpa uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. I I like grew up, I grew up sneaking Miller Lights out of my parents' fridge because that's what my mom drank. Huh. And now she switched to Bud Light. So uh yeah. And I'm also 30, so I don't have to sneak beers for my parents anymore. Yeah um but yeah so my grandpa loved high life so i use i drank i drink it quite a bit in remembrance of him so every year on his birthday i get a tall boy of uh, high life and a pack of snowballs And like that's really the only time i'll drink high life unless i can't get coors light but where in the fucking where in the state could you not get coors light yeah,
1: seriously. do you like budweiser
2: no it gives me the shits
1: i think budweiser is gross like fucking people, I know they just fucking love Bud. I'm like, this is disgusting.
2: Yeah, my mom claims she gets really bad hangovers from Miller products now, but excuse me, not from Bud. And that's because it's rice versus wheat.
1: Uh, are they owned by the same the same company now?
2: No, Anheuser yeah. Busch still owns Bud, and Miller Coors own is Miller. And Coors. No, no, no.
1: But Miller, Miller Coors are own. That's what I meant. Miller, Miller, like High Life and. Oh yeah, Coors yeah, yeah. they're made by the same people, right?
2: I bu- yeah, I believe PBR and Schlitz is too. No. Because what
1: is that? Do you like that that brewery out of Chicago? That's really good now. That's really big. Which one? What are they called? Goose uh, Island. Goose Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, I seem to love it. When I was in Chicago last year, like it's I,
2: th- <sighs> I think I think Goose Island's base beers are not good. But their Bourbon County is phenomenal. That's their their yearly release. I have...
0: Beatmaster Beatmaster in the chat just said Budweiser is like recycled German beer.
2: (laughs) Probably. probably. Which
0: I assume recycling means it's gone through your system. Like one of those civic cats that eat the coffee beans and shit them out. Oh, yeah. Just like a colonic. Yeah. I'm going to be opening a Bundaberg root beer. It's Australian family owned. I uh, got a four-pack of these at the Safeway on Friday because I wanted to put one into the pulled pork that I just made. So wow. I'm gonna give this a Ooh. shot. It's got a pull tab for the for the cap to come off. That's a nice little bit of fizz.
1: So I I am drinking uh, a Brita filtered water for everybody who wants to know.
2: I I have I got backup <laughs> water. I don't <laughs> know where my wife <laughs> put my big red cup, so I'm drinking <laughs> out of Nalgene like a gym bro
1: do you uh do you do you like hard liquor or you just are you really more of a
2: beer person really i like whiskey and bourbon and scotch but so i like super fucking weird beers as was just proven by what i say were my favorite beers of recent times so just getting like scotch or whiskey it's more expensive up front but then you're stuck with the same flavor for a long period of time so, like a friend, friend of the show, previous guest, buddy of mine works at a distillery in California. He has sent me their whiskey, and I thought it was really good. But that was shit six months ago, and I still have over half the bottle because I just I don't mm. I don't drink it that often. Um, and I really want to get pappy. Like I, I have to try pappy.
1: Mm.
2: But pappy. I like pappy. what you
1: say. Pappy.
2: Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i mean i don't i don't i don't not like hard liquor i just it's easier for me to gauge how how drunk i'm getting and how much i'm drinking by doing beer versus liquor um the the last time that i drank straight like booze all night mixed drinks I, that was the first time in my adult life i blacked out and that was 7 years ago
1: really
2: yeah and i don't want to i got real close um every year the day after thanksgiving we have friendsgiving or as I like yeah. to call Blackout Friday.
1: Yeah. And yeah, when I told no, my wife... I, I, I talked to you that
2: morning. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so my goal was to not drink fancy beer all day, and that's exactly what I did. And by the end of the night, I, st- I did some time traveling. Yeah. But I kept my shirt on, and I didn't throw up.
1: It a, you know, like, beer, I, I never put it together. I actually have, like, this... This thing with beer, like every time I would drink beer in college, man, I'd always end up puking. I can drink Jameson like straight, no Mm -hmm. ice, nothing, and I'm absolutely fine. I like the way it tastes, but there's something about beer, like especially like when you say Milwaukee's best to me, when I see that can, I literally get nauseous. Fucking Beast Light, a keg of Beast Light was 25 bucks.
2: Yep. Dude, we used to, so. We went, the okay. So when we started Sky and the Execution, the, the house we practiced at, there was like a pick and save, like a half a block away. Yeah. And I just turned twenty one, so I'm broker than fucking dog dick. So I would walk up to the pick and save, and I could yeah. get a four pack of Beast Ice boys for a dollar thirty.
0: What are you doing to your dog's dick? <laughs> well,
2: don't worry about it. That's well, all right. Clearly <laughs>
1: spending all the dog's dicks money. So yeah. But... yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a fetish for that. Don't worry. There's corners okay. of the internet that they want to see my dog's dicks. All right. Let's let it go. But yeah, so you could get a six pack of tall boys of beast ice for like a buck 30 and that shit will get you drunk. Yeah,
1: dude. I can't deal it. like those two. You ever do like Edward 40 hands in college?
2: Yeah, I wasn't in college, but yeah, you have to keep in mind I went back to college when I was older, and I didn't really yeah. go to a college. But yeah, yeah I did yeah. it. I did it a couple times, and I just got really full every time. That's gross. It gross. Had nothing to do with being sick, or like I wasn't too drunk. I was too full. Really? And your hands? So did, warm.
1: It's terrible. We did it. I was out at the Arnold's in two thousand and four, and I was trying to to uh, I was trying to qualify for junior nationals in weightlifting, and I remember we did it after. It was, like, my team, there was, like, there was three of us who were juniors that were trying to make that national team, and everybody else was, you know, like over 21, so they were, like, you know, they were, they were competing on the senior level. And the three of us who did it that night, we did with uh, 40s of Colt
2: 45.
1: Ugh. We got drunk for, like, four bucks. It was literally the most disgusting night of my life. Just remember sweating
2: a lot. Yeah, that would probably do it too. I remember I was uh, maybe 16. Mickey's, a 40 of Mickey's, and a bunch of soft shell tacos from Taco Bell.
1: What's Mickey's?
2: Mickey's malt liquor?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's got the the B on the label.
2: It's probably like two slots over from the Colt 45.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Let me see if I recognize this. I'm going to look it up. Uh, yes. Okay, I know what you're talking
2: about. I keep trying to find the the, Chimona beer you told me to get and I just, I haven't seen it. One that I told you about? Yeah, the Chimay.
1: Oh, the Chimay. Oh, the Chimay lovely.
2: Yeah, and then, like, I know I've seen it, I just, I can't find it now that I'm actually trying to purchase it.
1: It's like you can get it anywhere. It comes in, like, a nice big bottle. Some of the, if you get a good one, like an aged one, they come with like a pop. they have like a champagne top to it. It's really it's nice. It's yeah. so lovely in the summer with
2: a, if there's no uh, wax on it, it's not good enough for me.
1: Oh, I didn't realize how fancy the bitch you are. I was kidding. This is fancy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they have a. they have these things called yopeners because a lot of the limited release bottles they put the wax over the top yeah. to prove it's fancy. So this yopener is usually like an oak stave with a little indent with like a razor blade in it to cut the wax. Ah. So now picture a bunch of dudes getting super drunk with these things. <laughs>
1: so, right. Right. Oh, that's so, a fucking recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I first heard about this at, at Dark Lord last year. And then this year is more people talking about just how many times they've sliced their fingers open using these things. Oh my God. That yeah. Was, I'm like, I, I wanted to buy one and i was told no by my legal property so it's probably better that way because i still have all 10 of my phalanges
1: i i never understood the wax point i thought it was just maker's mark's way of like trying to be fancy i don't they,
2: i mean it doesn't like seal it you know right. what i mean um i think it it's just, just cool. yep yeah like three floyds They every year they do different color wax so, like, all of their fancy beers in 17 were green. This year it's silver. I think it was, like, blue the year before, red the year before that. In a yeah. century, you get through the whole 64-pack of Crayola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the next year's macaroni and cheese. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool if you have them all like side-by-side, the different color waxes, but it's a huge pain in the ass if you're trying to drink it because you're fucking shaving wax all over the place. And
1: Yeah, it's a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: But what's your favorite stout? If
2: you had um, to
0: pick one, him in a mirror.
2: Yep, I did right. recently. Oh my God, Jesus, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recently had I'm with that shit. He's <laughs> very good. That's yeah. <laughs> That's why I keep him around. Um, I had so. There's a brewery called Three Sheeps in in Sheboygan. I know how much you love the name of that city. Man. Um it's they, I couldn't pronounce
1: it for the first two months unless like, Chip a boing <laughs> boing.
2: Ship-a-boing-boing. Uh a boy.
1: <"Ship-a-boing-boing-boing." laughs>
2: they have a, a coffee a coffee style called Uber Joe. And then uh-huh. I have uh, barrel aged Uber Joe, which I believe has like chocolate and chocolate I,
1: I just love that. You love things with my name. It's like you're it's like you're so conscious that you're for me, even when I'm not around. It's
2: That's very flattering. I didn't scream your name once while I was drinking it oh.
0: that I'll tell you about but um, oh, oh, when Come he on. threw up it sounded just like he was calling
2: out for you
1: <laughs> like n- notice that nobody nobody brought that up he's like I never call out your name <laughs> ever
2: <laughs> that I'll admit to you um, well, I just want to fucking so this is what I hate have you ever gone on beer advocate
1: no I've never I did so- not know that exists
2: Yeah, so a lot of times if I'm trying to find out if a beer is good, if I'm in the store, I'll go to Beer Advocate or use Untappd to see what people are rating it. And they'll give like a description of the beer. But this is the way that people talk on fucking Beer Advocate. On the surface, Uber Joe lives up to its namesake. It's a big coffee beer, but as with most things at Three Sheeps, the story behind the beer is more complex. From a full-flavored roast we developed, the Collectivo coffee, to the vanilla we add post-fermentation to our partnership with Black Swan Cop, Cooperage. Oh, Cooperage? Eh. Uh, And there are unique honeycomb cut barrel staves that produce a deep barrel flavor. How come you go sex operator right away? Because that's what this person is trying to... Just tell me if the beer is good or not.
0: Yeah, this is Matt's review of any beer. Drank lots, got drunk, fucked a stuffed animal. That's <laughs> pretty much 100%. That's
1: <laughs> a, a five-star rating from,
0: from Matt Stein
2: this but beer, don't, they, uh,
1: don't they have a point system like whiskey advocate like yeah. They,
2: yeah yeah it, it, it's a four it's a their they're average 4.5 out of five I give it a five um, but it's a bourbon barrel aged stout with coffee cocoa nibs and vanilla mm.
1: Everything so it's, with nibs
2: like. yeah there's a lot of shit a lot of stouts with uh, cocoa nibs because it's easy I think but yeah it was good as it's good as fuck Two mm. like, mm. mm. more bottles that's looking good. No, I'm just looking at pictures of it. <laughs> Lists, singing Creed Pope in Pope my Pope head.
1: Pope 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 Pope. Pope. And Corey, like, feel free to jump on it. What's your favorite? What's your favorite whiskey? Like, what's the best one that you've had lately? Man.
0: I haven't had a drink uh, <laughs> in twenty-something years. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't drink yeah. alcohol. My wife has never seen me drink alcohol uh, in, the, in the nineteen years we've been together. That's fine. It's it's not. It's not like I did it for some special reason or anything. I just stopped. But when I was well, one thing I was going to say earlier, I've never thrown up from drinking. Never? Uh, I've never ha- I've never had a hangover either. I have
2: oh my God. definitely
0: blacked out drunk and I've definitely uh, one time I got a wonderful bout of uh, food poisoning uh, from jungle juice that had fruit that had been in the barrel that had soaked in vodka for 48 hours before. Uh, they mix the the juice and stuff, but other than that, no, I I don't I don't drink and never really had any ill effects from it. Usually, it's like I drink, get stupid, and don't remember anything.
1: You've never been hungover, even the night you blacked out.
2: Yeah, no,
0: I, I wake up the next day completely refreshed.
2: Fuck you. I and- know. Uh, I have a I have a friend who does drink, just doesn't drink a lot, and he's like, <laughs> I've never had a hangover, and I'm like. The fuck? Like, how can you really question your own life if you haven't been hungover? I am bad at everything. No, you're great at being my friend.
0: Remember, Mountain Dew and coffee makes me fall asleep.
2: So it's- <laughs> that's true.
0: Oh
1: man, I don't. I I barely drink anymore. Like it's on rare occasion. I actually had a few drinks out last night, um, and I like summer. It's gin. I had two drinks, and I was like, all right. It's time to stop now because i am like feeling two drinks i'm such a bitch <laughs> like, i
2: was um there was one the fuck was before i cut back on my drinking i mean i, I didn't drink like in an amount in which i was concerned that i was an alcoholic or anything yeah. but either way i cut back and then there was like one night i had like two and i was like holy shit my face started to get numb <laughs> I, I got the twinklies um, yeah, i
1: it felt like, like yesterday felt like when I was like 18 and just starting to drink. And I was like, you know, every time you drink, you'd be so happy. You're like, I feel it. I was like, oh, I feel it. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking, what the hell? Well, That's I was actually really, kind of so nice too. So yesterday,
2: I, I opened my first bottle of beer at 8 a.m. Okay. I had a nice uh, bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stout with maple and cinnamon. I figured that was like a good breakfast beer. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep, Yep.
1: Items in
0: it. Yep. It, yep. it sounds like it have a like a little cartoon wizard on the on the front of it, like a like a cereal box. It just say it. just sounds like it needs a mascot and some little catchy tune. <laughs> Fuck you, Corey. <laughs> toast fucks. You know, just it just seems toast like it fucks. really be. So do we yeah. even have
1: to really talk about the movie?
0: Or?
2: No, there's this would not be the first episode in which we barely ever talked about the movie. I don't even know if we said what movie we're talking about at this in this episode. I said it in the last one. That's um, scary. Yeah. Movie. So uh, let's go back to talking about booze.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. What? So what? What is your favorite beer, other than Chimay? That's not
1: a tough one. I'm not. I'm not really a beer drinker, but I would say. Like, I like stouts, and I like the Chimay, and I, there's, there's like a, I don't know. It's kind of like I like Guinness a lot, and I like Sam Adams a lot. Like Guinness just
2: a faithful. Yeah,
1: uh, um, and like I like just a classic Boston Lager. Um, I like uh, what's that English beer that comes in the cans? Those yellow cans
2: those oh, rock, in the yellow can.
1: It's named after them, like the area. Shit.
2: Oh, Boddington's.
1: Cool. Boddington's, yeah. I like a, I like a Boddington's.
2: I've never had that's Boddington's.
1: Really? It's yeah. very, It's really good. Huh. But that. But that's like a. That's the extent of beers for me. Like, I don't. I'm never really like Coors Light. Like, you know, no, that shit's fine. But like, I won't. Go out of like I never have beer in my fridge. Let's put it yeah. that way. There's never you'll never like unless somebody bought it over. I will never have beer in my fridge ever.
2: So I'll go about, out of my way. What about hard liquor? Because clearly, you're, that's your
1: uh, oh.
2: Oh, well, here this, it goes this uh, is, the closet. This this
1: this is my most recent. I have yet to open this, but this is the most recent obsession, which is a lot. Oh, my camera. By the way. By the way, is it? Mm-hmm. This is a over one, sixteen. Somebody gave me this for my birthday in February. I have yet to open it, but I I'm very.
2: Golden Eagle Or something. It's all right. Well, a guy I work with had it, and uh, I was at his house, and he was talking about how much he liked it. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna just have some quick, and I thought it was decent, but.
1: Yeah, it's all right. I mean, most of them are are okay. Like it's um, rare where I'm like, oh man, like even, even like the Macallan 10 year, hmm, not that great until you get to like 18. It's not even that great. Like the Jameson 18 year is probably one of the most underrated bottles. Really? Because yeah, because everybody's like, oh, Jameson, like it's a shit whiskey. Like it's a mixer.
2: I think Jameson is fucking amazing. I had the, I the black label. I think I got the cask make stuff, which yeah, Jameson and beer can't like, how do you go wrong?
1: Yeah. they they're they're pretty decent. Like I've I've had the McCowns like cast shit and I literally thought it like was gonna burn a hole in my stomach. It was so like <laughs> it was so acidic. Like for that's not enjoyable when you're drinking scotch. What else? Bullet is good. I like mm-hmm. I like mixing with bullet. Um, especially if you're gonna make like like an old fashioned, it's pretty good to do it with. I've actually recently liked tequila a lot more as well, which I'd never really like. Mezcal and tequila were, uh, were not, but I mean, but again, it's not like often that I fucking really drink this shit anymore. I will tell you, um, uh, Lagavore is very good. There's another one. What's it called? Uh, oh, there
2: goes again. Just fucking... <laughs> just uh, I know, just,
1: is this, a, is this like a, you're not supposed to do this type of thing? No, I don't,
2: because we clearly give a shit about anything. Uh, well, the majority I, of the people listen to this, so no one knows that you just keep getting up from your desk and walking to a giant cabinet full of booze behind you.
1: I know, it's full of booze. <laughs> it's, man, I wish somebody would just come and drink it.
2: What well, I like how oh, I barely drink, but you have, what I can see is at least three shelves of booze behind you.
1: They're not it's not, it's just a bar, right? Oh
2: well it's I can I can the, only I mean, see from the waist down, so I assume you're not wearing I, pants either.
1: No, I am wearing pants. I did. I put it on because I didn't know we were gonna be on video. I was like, I, I
2: told I, you. I warned you. Someone doesn't read their emails.
1: No, you you kinda warned me. I was like, I usually calling and then you sent it fifteen minutes before. So I have this right. giant cigar box because I used to smoke a lot of cigars, but I don't smoke any cigars anymore, so it's empty. So it looks like there's more stuff on here than there really is and most of it's just shit i just uh, i need to like throw half of the shit out because just it's so a dried
2: turd on your desk
1: pretty much and i gotta refinish this bar because it could be so much nicer but what is it called? La- not Wood. it's um it's got the weird name it's very smoky why mm. can't i remember it um before I- it's it you ever had a LaFroy? nope lefroig is very good is that that's real it's uh la okay. uh, like when i when i first when i first started drinking it i was like i saw it i'm like oh can i try that LaFroy? and they're like what i was like lefrog lefruig <laughs> <laughs> like it's lefroig i was like oh sorry we're not
0: you're like Jesse Spano when she calls
2: the dress Versace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I,
1: I like that Versace dress.
2: <laughs> Guys, she's just so excited. So yes, scared. I, <laughs> I actually I, uh, when... Matt, you and I will be friends forever. Yeah, no, we totally will. When uh, Seth and his brother and I went to Ohio, Jake uh, is a really big Saved by the Bell fan. So there's a brewery down in Florida called Funky Buddha. And they made a coffee, a coconut coffee stout called "I'm so excited, I'm so scared," with Jesse Spano riding a tiger and a leotard on the on the bottle. Nice. That's, that was that was fucking good.
1: That is it's fucking hilarious. Have you have you ever been in that place? I don't know. It's they just started building these on the East Coast called World of Beer. I think I asked yeah. you about this, Matt.
2: There, there, the one here may be gone now, but I went once, and, and it's. It's all right.
1: It's it, they have so much fucking beer. I don't know how they fucking like stay open. It's got to be so fucking expensive to run. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I, I guess it depends. If you if you can put beer on your shelf that can sit for a long time, assuming that people aren't going to drink it, that's a lot different than getting beers that require being drank quickly. Like a lot of IPAs and and some lighter beers, you have to drink right away, otherwise the flavor falls off. Changes. Oh, yeah, yeah, so if you can get darker beers where they generally get better with age, where they're just sitting there, then that might be better because you're not gonna have like a high turnover.
1: Yeah, but like, how do you keep 550 beers on tap? It's insane. It's
2: too I much. Know. I don't know. Not it's very good.
1: So, but uh, that was the place that I—I I think we talked about this. That sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. that was pretty decent. Yeah, that was good. That was a very enjoyable, actually.
2: Oh, fuck, did I? I think we were talking because there's a, an imperial version. Um, do Claw. Pete's sake, I think is the, the imperial version. Hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, the they... only reason I ordered it was because it was called Sweet Baby Jesus.
2: I was like, that yeah. is the exact reason that I went out of my way to get some because I can't even get it around here.
1: Can you order that shit online though? Like, is it no?
2: You make you make friends with people in other states that mail you beer. Really. Yeah. Like, but
1: I does know. that does it change the flavor if it sits like at a truck for too long?
2: No. usually usually the rule of thumb is that you mail it out Monday so it doesn't sit in a warehouse over the weekend. You don't mm-hmm. mail it when it's too cold. Um I haven't had anyone that won't ship because of summer yet. But Oh, they have a sweet baby Java now. No. Yeah. It's uh where is it? Espresso bean infused chocolate peanut butter porter. Hmm. That sounds good.
1: I like, I like I like a little coffee infused in a stout. That's
2: lovely. I got a bunch. James gave me a few. Pretty excited. I've been in the mood like at last year at Dark Lord it was 80 and sunny. So by the yeah. end of the day I had gotten like they tapped like a 2015 Dark Lord and I got a cup of it and I just stood there and it got hot in my hand and I just threw it out and then I went to sleep. Mm. I'm like, oh. just, you get stouted out and they get all warm and okay. gross and it's drinking.
1: disgusting. Yeah, you've got to treat that shit cold. Like, yep. like even if Guinness is a little warm, it's completely different. It's so gross.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they, like, tap the beers and set it on a table and wait for you to come order it. So a lot of times when you go through, and you buy a beer yesterday, it was, like, lukewarm. Luckily, yeah. I, I found one guy who would top it off so that it was kind of cold. But
1: That's nice. Have you ever had that, uh, that peanut butter milk stout? A friend of mine was telling me about it.
2: There's a lot of them, so you'll have to specify.
1: I think it's it's something with beaver in the name. I think the brewery's like. Hold on, let me see if I can find it.
2: Oh, Belching Beaver.
1: Belching Beaver, that's it. Yeah, Belching. Beaver. I have not. You ever had
2: that? No, Belching Beaver did a uh, a Deftones beer. What does I, that mean? You've never heard of the band Deftones?
1: Oh, not really. I mean, I know who they are, but. Uh, I don't sorry, sorry
2: it's not Kelly Clarkson or Pitbull. First of,
1: all, first of all, do not make fun of my alter ego, okay? <laughs> That's how I get at the clubs when I'm in my You are like...
2: not the only person People I know People mistake you it. for
0: Kelly Clarkson?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time.
2: That's what I thought he was. That explains
1: why I want to bang you. It's okay by me. I like being desired.
2: I actually didn't know that Belgian Beaver made a peanut butter milk stout.
1: Yeah, buddy of mine who's very, very into beer and likes that. What do you what do you think of that nitro one? I see that around a lot,
2: too. Uh, some, what, the left-hand milk? The left-hand nitro? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm looking at a picture. That's the only reason I knew that's, that's what you were talking about. Um, There's... So you, do you understand, like, what a nitro beer is? No. So it uses nitrogen instead of carbon dioxide to carbonate? So that's why... So, like, Guinness has the nitrogen pill in it. Yeah. So it's flat until you pop the pill, and that's why you pour it really hard because that's the nitrogen. Then, so you get like a creamier beer. Yeah,
1: I like that. Yeah, I so like creamy.
2: Um, founders, I don't know if you get it, made a, it makes a fruit beer called Rubius. And they had a uh, don't they
1: have that breakfast one too? Yeah, the breakfast, breakfast stout.
2: Stout? yep, yeah. yep. I have, I have a bunch of KBS in my basement, the Kentucky bourbon barrel aged breakfast stout. Um, think it i had 2016 was really good i had the 2018 right now is not good but i bet in a few years it'll be better
1: do you feel do you think that like different like non big batch beers like sam adams and of course all know that shit like their, their flavors are pretty consistent yeah. but you feel like those those companies like it changes year to year every year really it's kind of like wine
2: mm-hmm. yeah i had um since, since i was there yesterday uh 2017 dark lord was very good 2018's way fucking better mm. like i think they just changed their subtle nuances or you know something changes with how they make it but it's still like the base and that's that's i'm so i'm really excited about this because uh three floyds the dark lord brewery started a distillery so they're making whiskeys using their beer bases so they're making uh, they're using like their their beer gumball head is like their whiskey base, but they're making Dark Lord whiskey, That's which I think, cool. yeah, which I think will be really fucking sweet. Plus, all of their labels are like metal as fuck; they'll look like like death metal albums. Yeah,
1: dude. yeah got which is got like, that metal label, bro.
2: <laughs> Which is you right. know why they have Pig Destroyer and Dying Fetus playing there. Yeah, um, you're never gonna um, see the new kid stout happen. You're you're not gonna get. Uh, you never know. It? That's the Fifth
0: Harmony uh whiskey brand, you know. It,
2: the Hansen made mm, hops.
0: Yes, but Hansen's doing a lot to try to rectify the fact that they've been Hansen. That's true. Yeah. True. I want a
1: Kanye stout. That's what I want. I buy that.
0: Mm, drink it up it and say it's like slavery is a choice. Oh boy.
1: Oh, Kanye. Oh, Kanye.
2: Oh Kanye. Kelly I love Kanye. Kanye. Do you really?
1: Yeah, I love Kanye.
2: I almost oh, yeah. got us to start talking about the movie, and then you talked about Kanye. Um, do you like his music or like him as a human being? Um, both. Really? With,
1: okay. Yeah. With the exception of some of his recent shit, I just I don't agree with. I've never always agreed with everything he says, but I think he's I think he's a pretty enlightened dude. He's just I think he's a little on the spectrum.
2: I think he's a little too enlightened. And he, he thinks he's more enlightened than he really is. Does that make sense?
1: As of recent, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think this whole, like, don't interrupt my free thought, I think that's just... To me, that feels more Kardashian than Kanye. I
0: I think, like, mm-hmm. it, it's not uncommon for people when they get to be so popular and and so looked up to that eventually they sometimes they get a complex. And yeah. it's it's probable that he got a complex. But I mean, it also sounds like he's got some... Emotional shit going on uh, since his mom died, and maybe he's on some medications that are causing it. I don't know. I don't hate the guy. I'm I'm not into his stuff, but uh, you don't I have to agree with somebody's every single thought to to be a fan of him.
1: Of course not. Like that's it, just not going to happen. I but I've loved his music since graduation, college dropout. Like I think his music. I love his music. I've always liked him as a person because I think he's bold and I like that he says what's on his mind. Not, he doesn't cower to what the opinions of other people, which I like. I just don't always agree with what he has to say. Like I, but I like his zeal and I like his zest and I like that he goes after what he wants. I think those are admirable traits. I think to make it that level, you got to have some level of enlightenment and intelligence um, mm-hmm. and produce for some of the best. So I think there's there's a lot there's a lot more to that guy than what is portrayed, in my opinion. But I hmm. think as of recent, he's just I just feel like you can't be around. I think the Kardashians are just poison. Like mm-hmm. I just I really dislike them very very much. I've never understood why they were popular. Don't get them.
0: I can tell I you why like they are popular. Because they were produced by uh, Ryan What's His Fuck. Uh, for e-network so e-network is supposed to tell you what's going on in entertainment and then they created their own reality show stars so they kept telling you how important their reality show stars were putting them up next to the people that you were actually fucking interested in and you just heard about it so much it's like well they must be fucking important then and so they yeah. they mass produce their own fucking whatever it's just it's shitty because there, there should be a level of All right, you're not allowed to do this thing if you're doing this other thing, because if you do them both, you got too much fucking power and uh, it it just shouldn't be allowed. If you're Comcast and you're the person who makes the pipes to get people their entertainment, then you shouldn't also be able to make your own shows or own your own channels or own your own news. And and when you when you allow that, then it means that people are going to get screwed because you're always going to promote your shit over somebody else's shit. And the yeah. e network did that. They they said, Hey, we've got our reality show people, so they're gonna take up the first thirty percent of our news segment every day. And you're going to think that, that, that they're actually newsworthy because of that. They're just gonna keep poking you in the eye with it until fucking oh, yeah. you're blind to it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. Like I, I just but I, I don't I just don't think Chris Jenner is a good person.
0: No, I don't think any of them are, are really good people.
1: I just don't think she's a good person. I think she really ruined those girls' lives because those, you know, especially like my biggest disappointment with Kanye was that there was just something about that Kardashian appeal that I think is very attractive if you're a high powered guy like him, like she's a powerful woman. She has a lot of sex appeal, but I don't even think she's attractive. I just, I don't find Kim Kardashian attractive. I think she's just, I think given her platform, there's so many better things that she could be doing. I mean, the thing that really, like, I, I love celebrities. I love celebrities and I love the platform that they have. And I like it when they use it for good. I just hate it when they do it to mislead people. Like when Beyonce came out with that vegan diet shit, like I was like really disappointed because I'm like, dude, this is, you're, this is just misleading people this is stupid. Like this is not, this is not evoking any kind of a lifestyle change or behavioral change, which is really what's necessary. You're just, it's a thousand dollar meal plan. And yeah, that, that was the
0: thing is the same thing of like, and, oh and, oh and my she doesn't even live the shit that she, she sits there and preaches, but I, I don't, I don't devalue oh. them for that. It, it's, it's one thing to, to be popular for, being attractive or be popular uh, for being a reality personality. That's all fine. But all she is, is her brand. Uh, She doesn't bring anything else to the conversation. And so to have her sitting there and being a part of the same conversations that you're looking to Kanye to have, because you respect his intelligence and you respect his voice. And then you've got this other person involved in it. It's like, yeah, but you don't, you, you have nothing to do with any of this and you yep. feel a little let down by it. And yep. I, I completely understand that. I, I just, I don't care. You know, yeah. it, it's their choice. But the amount of Hollywood couples that you know are just created instead of actually happening because they give a shit about each other. And every time we see a couple that seems like, oh, they're the ones who are going to make it and then they don't, we all get disappointed. Uh, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt is 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 a good example we're gonna be talking about yeah. anna faris and this everything and it was a real bummer to see her and chris split up but yeah, then, then i'm also supposed that, to give a man. shit about john cena breaking up with one of the divas from wwe it's like, you, you dog. I, I don't care though it's but it's manipulation of shit. we're supposed to care we're supposed to care so much that we'll buy taylor swift's new album when she's just gotten fucked over by nine other guys it, it doesn't matter it, it just mm. doesn't fucking matter but it's this You've got to separate the person from the product. And I, I'm not someone who says that people in Hollywood shouldn't be able to be political. I'm not someone who says people in Hollywood should just shut up and entertain. I was not one of those people who said the Dixie chick should shut up and sing. Because one, I like the Dixie chicks. And two, what they were saying appealed to me as, as like what I believed in. Mm. But I do think that you have to realize that if you're just being loud to to boister your product, then people are going to judge you on your loudness at some point and your product may dry up. And I think mm. what's going on with Kanye is that he's continued to being loud and he continued interrupting other people and disrupting other people's shit to make himself look like he's the coolest one in the room. And then eventually people went, holy shit, this guy's fucking insane. This guy's an idiot. Now, why would we listen to him? Why have, have the people that he's been pulling up that have all really respected him and stuff. All of a sudden they have to turn on him because he's, fucking crazy it, it's it's too bad you know maybe if he would have just taken time away but i think he's still out there and he's still saying all this stuff because he feels like that's what he has to promote as opposed to his actual music and that's you, for him
1: well i i agree i i think there's there's a lot of truth to what you just said and i think that he's starting to feel unrelevant or not as relevant as he was and he is a very powerful voice like he's considered you know, the Michael Jackson of this generation, in that genre of music, like, he is a very influential person. And I think at that point, you have a responsibility. You know, like, do what you got to do, man, like work through your shit, but just be be mindful of the platform that you do have and the way that people listen to you. Like people were really hurt by a lot of the things that he had to say, you know, yeah. like really genuinely like crying hurt, because they look at him and they see him in a certain way. And like, there was uh, an interview I watched on um, this New York City radio show called The Breakfast Club. And uh, T.I. who's, you guys know what T.I. Right, is, right? Yeah. Um, and he talks about confronting him and he was like, you know, he, there is a very big difference between the, the separating the person for the product. I think that was really intelligently said. And J. Cole, the same thing, like they, they had conversations with him and it's like, I think Kanye is going through something that's way bigger than all the shit that he's spewing in the media. There's something really going on behind the scenes because he's not producing good music and there's something going on there. And I think it's, I do really think like, how much can you surround yourself with people who are more of a drain than people who are creative and push you in a, in a way of growth? that it's not eventually going to bring you down
0: like i mean can you accept accept when you don't have the the biggest number of uh instagram followers can you accept and and find your new purpose in life when it's not the popularity contest anymore like that's one of the things i really respect about prince is that prince was a huge personality was someone that Everybody looked to for his fashion, for his his musicianship, for a lot of things and stuff. But Prince was also very good about just kind of like going and, and getting into his own head for a while and being out of the spotlight, you know, he and then pretty, he put out a new album.
1: Dude, he was a pretty private dude, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and, and don't have to be and he didn't have to be. But he when he chose to be, he allowed himself to do that.
1: Yeah, I think it fucks you up in a very different way when you're always in the public spotlight, right? I think that's why probably Prince Prince had such, was able to put so many great albums back to back. Was just, fuck, you're not getting fucked up by what everybody thinks all the time, you know, and being in the public spotlight. And then when you did have something to say, at least it was like thought out and you weren't just reacting in the moment.
0: Yeah, I think, personally, I think Kanye... One, it would prefer that he was with Beyonce. You know, I, I think that he wants somebody who's going to bring that much more to what he has. And, yeah. and you know, he can't, obviously. And I don't think Beyonce would go for it. But, but you look at Jay-Z and Jay-Z has a lot of amazing shit under his belt and does a ton of things and is very popular, too. But doesn't seem to have a problem with the fact that Beyonce is more beloved than he is. And at least that outwardly. And I don't know if Kanye could handle that shit. I think, I, I mean...
1: But in reality, too, like, isn't, I mean, is Kim more popular than Kanye? Is she not? I
0: think with a certain demographic.
1: No. I mean, like, I mean, fucking Beyonce is, she's fucking power. I mean, those that's a fucking powerhouse right there. I mean, those two. But, I mean, but Jay-Z could be doing more, too. Like, his voice is very much needed at this point. Like, and I say, like, I, I think there's a lot of people like that. Like, you know, Dave Chappelle's voice is very important. I think, you know, like, and it's important to see, like, I would like to see a guy like Kevin Hart step up too, because he's so powerful. Like, his vo- he's huge following, you know?
0: But, he is I mean, powerful, I, but I, I don't take issue with the fact that if he doesn't think that it's something he'd do well. Yeah. You know, I would mean? love,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's a good point. Like, I think there's, I think it would be nice for him to step into that role, but maybe he's just not ready. There might be, I mean, to be very white. And he's not a very political guy either.
0: Yeah. But oh, when you true. see, when you see the guys that you expect the least from, like I mentioned John Cena earlier, John Cena has done those commercials where he's talking about, you know, everybody's got to have mutual respect for each other. I love the shit out of that. You know, I don't know much about the guy, but I, I see that and I see the kind of person that he presents himself as. And I yeah. definitely respect, the hell out of him yeah. uh you look at uh steven amell from green arrow and stuff for a lot of the the people who play superheroes and how they are with what they take that with that role and everything and yeah it can be sort of seen as a popularity thing but when you see them show up at the kids hospitals and they're doing things for charities and stuff like that's a that's a huge thing and how much of that is is for show and how much of that is for you know promotion i don't know but it's still being done and i respect the hell out of that i look at john legend and christy tegan and i see their relationship and i see when when the kanye stuff was happening they're like trying to reason with him and trying to treat him as a friend with concern mm-hmm. and you know there are times when i see tegan say she's like yeah i have a lot to say about this but probably not to everybody uh-huh. you know probably just as yeah. a person that needs to have this conversation with me and, and I respect that a lot more than the the fucking cattiness of some of these pop stars that they have with each other because yeah. that's a human being's reaction. You know, yeah. it's, it's not for the show. It's for the friendship.
1: Yeah, John Legend's the man, man. That's my favorite. He's my favorite. And, uh, and he's been, I mean, he's known Kanye for a long time. Kanye's the one who, who made him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so he, the, the first time I ever saw John Legend play, was at a Kanye show in 2005. It's like right when Kanye put out Through the Wire and John Legend was playing piano and touring with him. It's was him, Common, and John Legend. It's crazy. And yeah, they were Common's all, another one, man. Yeah. Uh, I love Common, man. Common's a comes shit. But I like The Rock. I feel like The Rock is a pretty genuine person. And I feel like because everything is like, the platform, the social media platforms, I feel like the leaders of tomorrow are going to be those authentic people. right like the, the rock and and, uh, and John, the John Cenas of the world people were like real humans that people can actually relate to and not just some like stage Hollywood thing. you know and I think you can tell the difference. I think I think we're pretty intelligent and intuitive as humans where we can actually tell the difference. Sometimes it's hard. But I think, yeah. for, I think when you see it in its raw form, you can at least spot it and be like, that person's authentic. But the one that's like on the line, you're like, I don't know, maybe, sometimes. But like, those guys seem to, to be pretty authentic, so.
0: And that's where you also have to be careful with your hero worship, is yeah. like, you can look at somebody for, for what they do or for how you perceive them and the, the things they accomplish and stuff. And then you could find out one day, oh, well, you know, Maybe they aren't that person or maybe they aren't that person anymore. Dennis Miller used to be a pretty progressive guy and now he, he leans very conservative and it's a bummer because I used to watch Dennis Miller's show at night and think, yeah, this guy brought a lot of the way that I think to the surface. You know, he taught me a lot and now I see how he acts and I I get really bummed out, but it, it doesn't mean that he's, A bad person doesn't mean he can't be an entertaining person. He's still accomplished all those things. I still owe him all that stuff. It's just that he's somebody else now. And I have to recognize that just because I like this person for years doesn't mean I have to like them today or believe in what they say today to the degrees that I did before.
1: Well, well, the flip side of that is that you probably grew and changed, too. So maybe now your thought has changed. And so maybe you're looking at that guy and saying, well, you know. You taught me all this, but it only gave me a platform for me to think and grow as a person. And I feel that way about like a lot of people that I read their stuff on a regular basis. You know, I'm in the nutrition business and, you know, there's always something to be learning from somebody else. But a lot of times these guys that I learn from, they give me a platform so I can make it my own. And then I'm not necessarily the person that I was like, oh my God, they're the authority on this. I'm thinking you know what? maybe I understand it in a different way and I don't necessarily see it that way anymore. Um, I find that with a lot of things that I read and I think it's really interesting that as you grow and change, you know, some of those people are also going to grow and change and nobody's obligated to stay the same. but you know we're never obligated to stay the same. So it's, it's, uh, I, feel, I feel that way about a lot of people that I like had this hero complex with at first. You know, not just like books and thought leaders, like people who are actually in my life that, you know, you see them changing. Like you have this hero complex with them, like a coach or a teacher. And you're like, well, you know, they're humans, you know? Yeah. So. And, and
0: that's the thing is I can accept the shortcomings of a of a friend or a, a person like that. Yeah. And it's a little bit easier when someone that you're close to. And, and that's the nice thing is that because of doing stuff like this, most of my heroes are people that I know. Yeah, that I have some sort of relationship with, you know, it's it's Matt is definitely a hero of mine. Uh, Jack and Dan are heroes of mine. We've we've had such great associations. The amount I look up to Matt Vincent now who does stuff that is nothing that I would have ever been interested in before. But because I know Matt, I like I found out about this and I I just really look up to what he does and who he is as a person. And uh, I love the guy. But it's it's nice because I get. I feel like it's an advantage because I do get to know them. But it's yeah. that catch twenty-two of meeting your heroes is when you meet your heroes, do they do they live up to your expectations or are your expectations unrealistic? Yeah. Uh, or are they somebody else in person than they are up on the screen? And how do you deal with that? At the end of the day, you yeah. go home and the things that you learn from them are the things that you still have to deal with for yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I pick the lessons that I, I believe and I, I take the things that they said to heart. And even if they didn't mean it, it doesn't mean that it didn't mean something to me.
1: Oh yeah, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel sometimes like that they end up disappointing you because we put this unjust kind of expectation on them? Like we expect them, like for a lot of times for me, I can, just from my own personal experience, I kind of expected them to always have the answer, not knowing that really like all those answers I had to figure out on my own. I ended up getting disappointed with them for not having an answer that I needed to come up with on my own. Do you ever feel that way?
0: Well, it's like that with your parents. Yeah. You know, the the years that you look up to your dad and your mom, and you're like, oh, I can go to them with anything. And then you get to that one point, where you start to see the the human flaws in them. Oh, yeah. And you recognize, or like the first time you, you beat your dad at basketball, or you outwitted your mom in truth or pursuit or something. Uh, I'm not saying that I've had those moments, but it is that kind of thing of like, oh, shit. You know, this pedestal, we're now closer to each other than we've ever been,
2: sure. you know,
0: and maybe there are things that I'm better at or maybe there are things that fundamentally I disagree with my parents on, uh, but they're still my fucking parents and I still love them. And yeah. yeah, it it's tough, but that's that's the world getting a little bit smaller as, as you grow up. You know, you, you look around at first and your your world is a room, you know, your world is a, a view of a couple of people and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you have to grow to kind of match that and then everything starts to feel smaller and smaller as you've, you've progressed in who you are.
1: Mm. That's an interesting thing. It's a, I, think, I think that's kind of one of the things that, you know, what end up leading to disappointment was I had this unjust expectations on certain people and not necessarily giving myself enough credit for being able to figure out the answers that were always that i had the ability to do but maybe was scared or maybe you know didn't think that i had the ability to do it or didn't have the confidence to to to, to actually do it and then the world does feel so big and then you start making these decisions and you're like ah it's a little smaller it's a little different and it's amazing it's an amazing feeling when you actually start to get those things for yourself but it changes the way that you look at those people because they go from heroes to colleagues. Right. And, and
0: there are the people who say, I don't want to be a role model. Don't look at me like a role model and stuff. And I, I think that's kind of a cop out hmm. because you can't change someone's perception of you just by saying, you know, don't, don't look at me that way. But what you can do is you can try to do right by people while still being realistic of who you are. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not someone that you should worship or look up to for every answer because i don't have every answer i have a lot of problems in my life i have a lot of struggles in my life and i fuck up sometimes i absolutely do but you know if you're looking for what the good parts of me that you like i i want to share that with you i want to be a part of your life in that way just also realize that there's a lot of other good examples out there and and you yourself can be a good example you yourself can grow up and be the hero to somebody else Um, But you're going to also have to take home that when you're here to somebody else, when you mess up, that's going to screw things up for them a little bit, too. And you have to work with that and try to fix that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a cool thing, though. I find it to be it's it's definitely some pressure, but it's also really cool. So I, I, I actually enjoy that. I actually like being able to pioneer something that somebody else can now learn from. You know, I think that's probably why I started my business was because it was something that I struggled with so hard. And I know that, uh, like, it's not, it's not just a transformation of physical, you know, a lot of times our physical body is just a manifestation of what goes on in between our ears. And it's, it's an incredible power that you can give to somebody else. when you give them something that you've pioneered and say, you know, don't, don't, don't go down that road because that's what it will lead to. Don't do this because of this and try this or try this. It's going to help you out in, in an incredible way. And to me, that's like that, that transference of, of knowledge and power and watching somebody take it and make it their own is probably like – I'm not a parent, but I, I would guess that being a parent somewhat feels like that because like you're able to, to take your skills and your knowledge and, and give it to somebody else and have them come back and tell you, I did it and it's, and it's amazing and it feels so good to be here like, and that is, to me, that's, you know, for me, that's like my, one of my purposes in life and I, and I had a lot of trouble finding it and then when that moment happened for me, I, I remember the first person, it really like, now I told him the first person I helped lose 50 pounds, it wasn't the weight that I helped him lose, it was the guy that he became was, you know, he was coming over. Uh, it was a terrible divorce. He was just down on himself. And he just, I watched him like, it was like a metamorphosis. Like, I, I watched him like change and turn into a completely different man. And that was like, I knew it right then and there. And that was, you know, probably even a year before I really took this thing seriously. So, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, that whole hero thing, like, it's incredible because we get to give that power. And, you know, no matter what, I think we're always somebody's hero. There's always somebody looking at us, whether it's a friend or a colleague or a brother or a sister. You know, my, my older sister, Julie, she's a doctor. And I always put her like on this pedestal because I always thought she was so smart and that she always like pioneered her own way. And, you know, she'll say some of these things back to me, like, I watched you do this and I was inspired to do it myself. And I'm like, really? Like, that's really cool. And it's, a, it's and I think we have, I, I would love to see that more heroes from the people around us. Like, I always think about my friends, like, times I don't want to go to the gym, I'm exhausted, I have a long day, I a shit day, blah, blah, blah. And I think about some of my friends, I'm like, you know, with my friend Layla, I mean, I've never seen anybody just like work like this. Like, if she has training to do, she just gets it done. I think, you know, would Layla be doing this right now? Would my friend Matt be doing this? For an error, would they be going, you know, they'd be this for they and I pull inspiration from them. And I think sometimes we forget to pull that inspiration from the people around us. Um and we look for those big name things, you know, we look at the Kanye's and, and all that, but there's so much around us that's so inspiring, that's so incredible. Um and it's so positive. So
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big reason why you're here, because that's yeah. what you you bring to Matt. And the other reason why you're here is because uh, we're reviewing Scary Movie
2: this week.
1: Uh, oh, we are. We're going to do it.
2: <laughs> Let's get five minutes of Scary Movie in. I know Corey <laughs> wants to eat that put, that. put that sweet pork in between his lips. Oh, God, mm. I do. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So, Joe, you brought a Scary Movie. Yeah. Tell us about the movie. Give us a, a little bit of a rundown of this.
1: Scary Movie is the most hilarious scary movie because it is a what is it a parody of every 90s shit scary movie, right? It was, uh, I know he did last summer, Scream. They pulled like a lot of that dialogue and they just did it in a really funny way. I thought it was hilarious. I think I remember watching that in the theater and like dying laughing.
2: Did you see it in the theater, Matt? No, I, no, I don't think I, this may be the first time I saw it in its entirety.
1: Get the fuck out of here. Really? Well it was on
2: Comedy Central all the time, so I would catch bits and pieces, but I don't think I ever watched it beginning to end.
1: That's hilarious. I think that was Anna Ferris's breakout.
2: It was. She right? looks really young in this, but
0: she was uh twenty-four or something when it,
1: really? when it came She's out. So young in it. She looks like a baby. Um, but yeah, it is basically a parody of every bad nineties film.
2: Bad, now scary did movie. you
0: know that there was also Shriek If I if Shriek if you know what I did last Friday the thirteenth?
2: Mm-hmm. Say if that I Walmart
0: Shriek if you know what I did last Friday the thirteenth. It was another parody that came out around the same time, uh October seventeenth, two thousand. Uh, had Tiffany Amber Thiessen in it and Tom Arnold and Coolio. It it was basically no, the wow. same deal. Uh just didn't land in the way that this one did. I think because this one had the the Wayans as part of it.
1: Dude, are unbelievable. It was a pretty pretty decent they pretty decent cast. Yeah, when you look and back on it, Carmen Electra's in it too.
2: Yeah, she is.
1: She was hilarious in it. Yeah, they stab they stab a boob. Out know, comes <laughs> of the silicon The shit was hilarious.
0: <laughs> so the first thing that I think of with this is that it reminds me of the Mel Brooks movies that came before it. And even that, if you look back forward, if you go back to the Zuckers and doing airplane, it's like those things, those, those parody films that are like a bunch of different stuff parried in such a way to turn the silly over the top comedy. Uh, But it also a lot of the jokes feel old hat to me because of that, because I did watch those movies a lot as a kid. Uh, So the, the humor didn't land for me as much. Also, uh, let's be frank. I like Keenan, Keenan Ivory Wayans, uh, who, yeah. who's in this uh, as a slave at Amistad too, and I like Damon Wayans. Uh, the old school Wayans. Sean, even being SW one as the DJ on the old Living Color, uh, and Marlon, they were always the the also ran Wayans to me. They were not the funny ones, in my opinion.
1: They were not the funniest Wayans by any stretch of the imagination, but they had that show that I used to watch growing up. Do you, do you remember the Wayne's brothers? Mm-hmm. That show that they had at WV. I've watched that shit religiously. And they were always like the the kind of like they weren't a, they just weren't as funny as as Keaton Ivory and Damon. I mean those guys are fucking legends.
0: Yeah, I I like Damon Wayans Jr. probably more than I like and Mar- Actually, not you? even probably. Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. is damn funny. Yeah, he's really funny.
1: they don't they have like a reality show now I thought I saw something
0: Marlon keeps showing up he had a new series I think on Netflix he had another show that was on ABC not too long ago before that that didn't make it Uh, I haven't seen Sean in forever I'm not sure what he's doing
1: I thought Sean was is funnier than Marlon because I think Marlon's like toilet like you know that like over-the-top humor like that's stupid humor. It's like toilet humor. But I think Sean's actually... But I will say this. White Chicks was hilarious. That Not was probably Man? A, what's that?
0: Not Little Man?
1: No. Oh, <laughs> <God>. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Little Man. Uh, white Chicks, probably their most hilarious work. The two of them.
2: Not a sentence you hear very often. Just throwing that out there.
0: What'd
2: you say? At, white Chicks their funniest movie is not a sentence you're going to hear very often.
0: Although it, that is fair, though, because it's yeah. on a scale. It's, well, yeah, it's a funniest movie from Sean and Marlon Wayans, yeah. but it's although yeah. I, I like Marlon in with uh, Damon in Mo Money. Like, oh,
2: that was a really nice I don't even know if i
0: have
1: seen that. Now I gotta I'm
0: go watch it. Mm-hmm. Mo Money is worth watching. I, I don't know about now, but in the 90s I watched a lot.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of movies that I rewatch. I like, you ever watch Bad Boys again?
0: Oh god. Yep.
1: It's it was I remember thinking watching that like you know when it came out, when it came out, like nineteen ninety eight or some shit like that. I remember watching it thinking this movie is awesome. And then I watched it the other day. And I'm like, this movie's not that great.
0: <laughs> Try watching the Rush Hour movies again. <laughs>
1: Oh. I love, I, I refuse to watch him again because I love them so much. I love fucking Chris Tucker.
0: Yeah, it that's the thing is like there is a point in time when we, this was acceptable. Uh, I, I don't know what we were thinking. But yeah, the the, the bad boys, they're doing a Bad Boys 3. Mm-hmm. And I just assume it's just to be a camera spin around Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence just the whole time, them handing guns out in the air and just looking back left and right. And the camera just spin around them for two and a half hours. I mean uh, fuck
1: it at least Will Smith is still in shape and he can fucking he can still play that role. Uh, Martin Martin Lawrence gotta get in shape, man. He's had he's had it rough lately. Do you Martin don't they, look
2: They made a fifty shades of black movie starring Marlon yeah. Waynes?
1: Yep. Is, is that a parody?
2: I'm guessing.
1: It's gotta be.
0: Why did I just see that the actress from that was in? I saw her in something the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was in Fifty Shades of Black. Uh, Have you seen Fifty Shades of Black? No. Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. You seem to know a lot about it. I know a lot about a lot of things. Uh, <sighs> no. So this movie came out, and then they had the other scary movie uh, sequels. And then they had none on their team movie, which is frankly my favorite one. But it touches on the the movies that I watched growing up as a kid. And they had Epic Movie. They had Superhero Movie. Superhero Movie's okay. Uh, They had the Meet the Spartans. Like, I think the Wayans left after the second movie. And then the production company went on and did a whole bunch of stuff. But all these movies have that parody of stuff that is funny right then. So it seems like the shortest shelf life films of, like, in this one, they did the uh, the what's up thing in in the midst of it. And that was that was probably the most like taken out of one moment in time thing of zeroing in on that pop culture moment. It got way worse as they went on, because it yeah. was it was seriously in Meet the Spartans. They had Britney Spears shaving her head uh, and and hold on to some illegitimate baby thing it, that are just like, yeah, for five minutes that this is in the theater. You might have a couple of laughs at this, but then you're done. I don't understand who's selling DVDs of this shit. I don't understand who's watching this late at night on cable and going, oh, yeah, I remember that. No, I don't fucking remember any of this. It wasn't funny then.
2: they all but, super timely.
0: Yeah, and that, that's exactly what it is. Like the, the airplane movies, to me,
2: they're timeless.
0: are timeless, but when I watch things like uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, I remember watching it just a few years ago and they did the scene where the kid comes running across the field, screaming, holding his face. And it took me a couple minutes to realize that he's playing Kevin from home alone. And then the way they do that, he's like, I have to get home alone now. And it's just like this so blatantly like, Oh shit. Now I get what you're doing in that moment. When it came out, I probably would have understood immediately, but it took me a while on this. I'm like, crap, that is just so fucking hitting the nail on the head kind of driving it into you humor it's not great years down the road uh this wasn't as bad at that as i thought it was going to be concerning the fact that they actually try to have some coherent plot in this although it's almost all ripped off directly from scream and to a lesser degree i know what you did last summer
1: when you i mean as a scary movie uh aficionados did you guys enjoy the scream or I know what you did last summer when it did come out or were you guys always like this is like this is kind of like crap scary movies this is like commercial shit
2: I uh, I had, had my first kiss to a, scary, a scream movie oh cause I was in like 8th grade when that came out
0: oh that's so cute fuck you <laughs> and did your dad say you're good at it <sighs> Sorry, that's a that's a vacation reference. Was
1: it movie theater?
2: <laughs> no, it was it was in someone's <laughs> living room. It wasn't in the theater. I oh. think it was Scream 2 or 3. I don't even remember. We reviewed Scream on here. We did. I, I, I don't think they're bad movies. I just don't think they're... I think there's a lot of other better movies out there. Even yeah. when they first came out, I wasn't really...
1: What about Blair Witch?
2: <sighs> the first one kind of scared the shit out of me. Then. When I watched it in eighth grade, yeah. Yeah. now I thought the remake was—I thought the remake was decent. Well, it's not really a remake, but the sequel reimagining—I thought it was really good. Um, I, I, we, we've often complained about uh, found footage movies where they never explain why there's always a camera rolling, and and the remake of Blair Witch they did—they had these glasses with cameras in them, and that's that made sense as to why whatever these people were looking at was always filmed.
1: Mm.
2: And I really, really liked that about that movie.
1: I thought, I thought it was pretty brilliant concept when it came out. It did scare the shit
2: out
0: of me when it came out. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, okay. My friends and I saw Blair Witch. Uh, it was a download that somebody had done, and they brought it over, and we had thought that that was the footage that the movie, the Blair Witch, that had that was coming out like two days later, we thought that, that was what it was based off of. So we saw it, and everybody in the room thought it was real. And uh, a lot of people had problems sleeping at night. Scream... When I saw I saw it, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, I went up seeing it on on VHS, and I remember seeing it because of the fact that they were really pissed off at at my town that I live in out here in Sonoma County uh, because they they canceled on them being able to film at the school in Santa Rosa once they realized what kind of movie it was. Um, but I remember the the whole thing of of Ghostface kind of sticking with me. It was just the way that you would see him from your peripheral vision. Like the person wouldn't see him, but the way that he would just kind of like run through the background really fast. It, that imagery stuck with me a little bit. Uh, but it was a, it was a silly movie and watching scary movie just so succinctly points out the flaws of scream Mm. and scream Two, And even scream three, they get to at a point in this. Uh, it's funny that it was able to parody all three of them. Uh, I know what you did last summer. I just never liked. I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I thought the whole thing was pretty crappy. I didn't care about those kids at all. And the same thing of the hey, here's the camera spring around Jennifer Love Hewitt. Good thing she's wearing a wife beater because that's all you want to see. Uh, otherwise, it is just shitty. My wife watches every once in a while and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to be in the other room.
1: <laughs> I should I, I loved I know what you did last summer when it came out, because it's such a good date movie. Like something that you took girls to because they'd be scared, and you got to stare Jennifer Love Hewitt for two hours. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's
0: pretty great yeah, when you stare Michelle Geller.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. She was in that shit too. You know what movie actually legitimately fucking freaked me out? You ever see that movie Orphan? Yes. Yeah. With Vera Vera in it. That shit fucking gave me like fucking chills for like two days. That little girl was creepy as fuck. I
0: watch a shit as a full-fledged adult. <laughs> that is a We haven't done that movie in, oh Man, that's a weird one. Yeah, but... So this thing also has... Uh, what? We've got Shannon Elizabeth in this after she was in American Pie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got... I loved the fact that they used Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley to play the principal after they had Fonzie play the principal in Scream. Uh, that yeah. was like those. There's a little things about this, but uh, James Vanderbeek shows up as Dawson for no reason in one cameo. <laughs>
1: Dude, that shit was hilarious at the beginning when they're playing the, the theme song to it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that but was we, very funny.
0: We start out with the the uh, Drew's boyfriend, and it's Prince sitting in the chair, although it's not really Prince, uh, yeah. but it's like, oh. I, we're not, he's not my boyfriend I fucked him a few times and that's that moment of like okay yeah because this was funny at that point it was
2: this, mm-hmm. this is what
0: passed for a joke some of these things are just really easy and a lot of the stuff there's the there's homophobic aspects and stuff that was just unfortunately yeah. that was the realism of what films were at that point is that this stuff at that time was considered okay yeah. uh, was considered funny and we've was outgrown Re- some of it
1: was Regina Hall popular then?
0: I don't remember Regina Hall in anything other than these movies. Really? Yeah. Cuz
1: I I don't i like I remember I kind of remember her being in these movies, but I I remember her more like being in like more modern comedies and shit. But I didn't realize that she was in this until I saw it again. I'm like, oh shit, is that Regina Hall? She's pretty and
0: she's pretty hilarious. She's great. She's absolutely great. I I find her to be one of the most watchable people in this. I think Anna Faris was spectacular because it's the first thing I ever saw her in and she was just so good at the slapstick over the top humor and, and yeah. playing the, the dumb innocent character uh, which yeah. maybe she's a little bit to death but she did great in these and I, I just I, I think the, the weakest points for me were probably the wins <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sean or Marlon? Or both. Well, Marlon always.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I thought Sean was all right. I thought some of his humor was pretty funny.
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought Sean was pretty funny. The whole every every time they got done with football, he's like, "Come on, guys, let's go shower." <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that's sh- I thought that show was funny. Marlon Wayne's got really annoying to me in this movie.
1: He just plays that annoying character, Damn. like that fucking the, the stoner. Like that shit was just annoying. Mm-hmm. Probably something they could have fucking like wrote out of the movie, right, without a problem.
2: Very I don't think, you would it. I don't think Wait, yeah, they could have taken him completely out of the movie and it wouldn't have changed a thing.
0: But what he does is that he he humanizes the ghost face uh, the killer character. By those are the times when the character really gets to interact with the people more, and and when he would get high and it, the mask would change and he had the tongue sticking out yeah. or whatever. Like that was the the parts where I think that that added something. Uh Cherry yeah, Terry that was, was kind funny. of a waste.
1: Cherry Terry's so great too.
0: She's great in everything. It, it, she was kind of wasted in this. Uh, yeah. the guy playing uh, Doofy um yeah. I I couldn't tell you the difference between him and the actual original character in Scream.
2: What they're trying, like, trying to like the guy picture. No, it just made sounds.
0: Uh, yeah, David Sheridan played Doofy, but it, it really could have just been David Arquette.
2: That's what I thought. I was uh, trying to think if it was David Arquette in the original, and then
1: you... yeah, it was David Arquette who played it in Scream, right?
2: Yep, and yeah. He, yep.
1: I mean, he fucking, I mean, it looks pretty spot on. They, they did a good job with that.
2: Have you looked at the movies that this David Sheridan guy has been in? No, they're like. Well, he was in The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> uh, but he was in Haunted House, Haunted House 2, Sex Drive.
0: Yeah, Haunted House with the, the current. The black. More current version of scary movies. Yep. So it, yep.
2: Yeah, so he was in Quirky Romano and Bubble Boy.
0: Well, that's Wait. unforgivable
2: in both counts. Uh-huh. He was in a movie called Gay Robot in 2006.
1: There are five scary movies. Oh.
2: Yeah, I did. They ever make a six? I thought
1: I—I yeah. I don't think I—I I would watch anyone except that first one. Man, I didn't realize that there was that many.
2: Probably better that way.
0: Well, they started bringing yeah. Charlie Sheen in, and then Aaron, Anna Faris left, I think, after the fourth one. Uh, so they started doing weirder things. They got to War of the Worlds. Uh, they did a bunch of other stuff. But then Charlie Sheen came in, and then I think in the last one it was Charlie Sheen and one of the girls from uh the the musical, the shit, the high school musical. Oh. Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, I think she was in it.
1: Yeah, man, this the, the, the fifth one is Snoop Dogg, Mac Miller, Terry Cruz.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty. It's
0: pretty mean, bad. I Terry Crews coming in elevates anything. Terry Crews is awesome.
1: Terry Crews is the fucking man. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's actually Tisdale. That's what it says. Yeah.
2: Did you guys like
1: actually as scary movie fans? Did you find it like funny? Did you guys actually enjoy it? Like when you watch it the second time, did you actually enjoy it, or is it like?
0: I laughed one yeah. time. <laughs> I laughed one time, and I'll tell you what it was. It was when Cindy's running up the stairs, and she's throwing all the stuff down at the killer, and uh, she throws grandma down the stairs. And, and I kind of like almost chuckled at that. But when she pushed the piano down the stairs afterwards, and then grandma gets hit by it, that's the one point where I laughed.
1: That is sadistic. You laugh at a dying grandmother. hit by Oh, the piano.
0: all the time. That,
2: that's how I want my grandmother to go. I thought this movie was pretty funny. Like, to be I, honest, I thought it was funny. I, I did not hate watching this.
1: I agree. I actually, I think, I you know, looking back, even the the was off, as stupid as it was, yep. it was nostalgic and it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I think so I enjoyed it.
2: I agree. Um, I suppose we should rate this. Corey wants to eat pork, and I gotta close my chickens up so they don't get eaten because mm. that's the type of things I have to do with my life now. Don't put yeah. them near my pork. We had three get eaten like two weeks ago. Oh man. I didn't tell you that. No, how drunk were you? Enough. Yeah. Enough that I left it. So one night we would, or one morning she went out there and there was a head and no body. And then the next day oh. there was a body and no head and then just a bunch of feathers in the corner of the yard. Yeah. That's sad. Oh no, it's super sad, but it's, it's nature, you know? So no, now she's the, she yeah. like these fake predator eyes on it so if you look out my backyard it looks like there's a landing strip back there because it's just all these blinking red lights
0: oh not fake predator eyes on the chickens
2: no they're like, looking out I, of the coop. picture
0: your wife gluing googly eyes on your chickens to make yeah, them look just a, scary yeah.
2: <laughs> no it's right. these solar powered things but uh, nah. yeah so nah. Joe as our guest you have to score first just a 0 to 5 nah. you can give an explanation if you want you really don't have to though you can do whatever you want
1: I'm gonna go three because and I'm not gonna give an explanation because I really have to piss
2: and I gotta pee too and that, that's usually when I know it's time yeah. to start wrapping it up is when my yeah. bladder is about to yeah. explode
0: yeah. I, I too have to pee
2: yep Corey
0: uh I'm I'm honestly gonna give it a one
2: all right go figure. I,
0: I just don't enjoy it, I, it but I, I get why other people do it's just for some reason it,
2: it just never clicked with me yeah uh, I'm gonna give her a three um yeah it was decent. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do this so that Corey doesn't have to. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at GNCast.com, or you can leave a message on the website. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Podcast it And you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Please leave us feedback. Uh, Corey made it easy. You can go to bit.ly slash pod review. Leave a review there. We'll read it. I'll get drunk. Read it for you. All subscription options and links can be found at gncs.com/slash/subscribe. Finally, you can join us on uh, the entire network under the Galactic Network on Facebook. Uh, if you use Amazon, like everyone and their mother does, go to amazon.podcast.com, Shop it like you normally would. We get a cut of the profits. Costs you nothing else. That's uh, that's what makes this thing free. Um, yeah, Joe. Thanks again for coming to hang out. Uh, where can people find everything? Everything you want to pitch, mm-hmm. do it now.
1: Okay, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and every other social media. Well, we only use those two at Lee. And personally, you can follow me on Instagram at j nissim which is J N I S S I M. And thank you for having me. This is really fun. Yeah, this well, is uh, very well, enjoyable.
2: Go. I will. Uh, I'll put the uh, the links to Joe's stuff in the show notes. Um. But yeah, we'll have you back on um, probably back in fall. We're gonna take the summer break here after next week so that I can mow my lawn every day. Every
1: day. This was awesome. Thanks,
0: guys.
2: Yeah, uh, Corey, you can't leave just yet. I know you have to pee. You're rocking. But, uh, Corey, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, I do a podcast called Else Nerds on this network. I do another podcast called STFU, Solutions to Fix the Universe on the Ink Geeks network. Uh, One of them is about geek culture. The other one is about trying to figure out what the fuck is
2: wrong with this world and how do we fix it? awesome you can find me on twitter instagram and untapped at mental lifeguard uh so that's gonna do it next week we're gonna be talking about tremors with jack the jack picone maybe jack. one other person. i'm not sure if jeff's coming or not um but yeah we'll be back to do that episode probably be a pretty long one and then we will be taking our summer break so yeah that's gonna do it for another episode of the podcast here we will talk to you guys next week go, go
0: pee guys. everybody
2: ah! <laughs>